correct me if I'm wrong. According to the indictment, it says that, and this might not be accurate, but according to the indictment, it says that she would, I guess the, the conversation started about normal, having a normal life, right? And I yeah. th- think she said she wanted to have a normal life with a family or something to that effect. And he said that was square or no. I remember him saying that like in general, um, but that night I never heard that. Okay. So, okay. So, heard that so they're having this conversation back and forth. She's not stopped. She's not giving up. She's, she keeps talking. He gets upset and things get violent to where he breaks her back. How many people are there witnessing this? Um, about eight, at least eight to 10. Loved it. So this was like a whole yeah, walking around with him was like a whole entourage and female and attention everywhere you go. I mean, it was wildly like we were like celebrities in a way, you know, like on this not dark web, but on this whole other Facebook world um, that I'd never seen before. But like everybody's like, oh, those magnificent girls. Like everybody knew about us. You know what I mean? Like everybody knew about us. We, people would know when we came into town. I, you know? I've, I've seen him on social media. I've seen him, you know, on Instagram, and it, it, it's very interesting to watch. You know, and yeah. you know, it, it, listen, he was. It, it was a show. It was definitely a show. Now, while you're while you're in the middle of all of this, it, the way Mac was moving, it was just he moved like it was legal, without yeah, without um. a care without a care in the world, and that was fascinating yeah. to me that he didn't worry about any police or getting arrested. It was he had so many people telling him to stop, and he just couldn't help himself legit he just could not help himself he loved that spotlight he loved the attention he loved the limelight and also when it when coupled with the alcohol and the drugs it was just you know he couldn't stop it so 
at what point did things how long were you with mac first before i let me ask that question um total but two and a half years two and a half years total um i left a couple times again but um and there was i've got really crazy stories about how i left um and it was scary every time but um he had a way of like really like mentally messing you up to where you know you didn't think that you could do anything without him um you couldn't make it at all so i would come back but i remember there were i mean there's couple stories how like I had and I would and I remember one time in Pensacola I left um, all the money under the pillow because whoever's there the longest in your group keeps all the money so if you're in a group of three girls um, whoever's been there longest gets the money from all the dates so he had um, like a like a head leader like a, a I guess a manager of the girls I guess, yeah. Okay. Um, every group. So, whoever had been the, the longest. Um, so, that was like a title that people really wanted, you know? Uh-huh. And people stuck because, you know, I it, it was something people strive for to be able, you know, the, the one that kept the money. Because that's a, you know, it shows that he trusts you and all that, you know? So, it was a big deal. So I had all the money and blah, blah, whatever else. And I remember like trying to get these other two girls on a um, twosome date all day long. And I finally got them to go on one. Finally. At what point did you tell yourself, well, I mean, I know you left, you come back. You said to yourself, like, this is can't be normal. Did 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 being that the two years that you've been in this lifestyle, did it? How much did it change you to where even now it's just you, you're still trying to adjust and you have trigger moments how much did it change you yeah i've been out of it for a decade <laughs> you know mm-hmm. almost a decade and then it's still like you know because we've tried to do this for a long time and i've had a lot of hesitations and a lot of gotcha. um whatever but um um it did a lot it did a lot because they're you have to understand like it's we're like everyday girls but i remember this girl like going on a date and getting raped i remember her getting tied to a toilet um her begging for her life uh, with a gun put to her head um, where they tied her to a toilet saying that she had four kids. I mean, just, and Mac was actually in the next room, um, and never heard it. It was crazy. Um, so when, after they robbed her and whatever else, they didn't rape her, thankfully, but they robbed her and beat her. And anyways, um, through all that, when it, once after that happened and she was okay, thank the Lord she's okay, but after that, I was like, if he was in the next room and did not, was not able to help, then why in the world am I using him for protection? And then past that, if I'm in New York and he's in Texas, what the hell? Like, 
how is he going to help me if something was to happen? It just kind of dawned on me, which is anybody else would think that's common sense. You know right. what I mean? But when you're like, again, manipulated into this, it just doesn't. Things that are common sense are not common sense when you're in this life, you know, in that world, you know. So um, you, that was what seeing a lot of seeing a lot of that right and i want to talk a little bit about the violence part of it um it's been said that you know mac drank a lot right gets very abusive there is one instance in the indictment that jumps out i mean we talked about this and we i i played a clip for you we talked about it in our first interview uh and i just put a clip out in that indictment, it says that he assaulted a female and broke her back. Right. Do you want to, can we talk about that a little bit? Yep. You were, the, you were there for that. Yeah. Um, do you remember how that day started? Like how, how like the, the, the events of that day, how it led up to that point? If you could remember, I mean, it was just a regular day. There was nothing crazy that stands out to me about it. Um, it was just a regular day. Um, that girl was somebody who, like, we, um, a lot of the girls were like, I guess I'd say, like, a little envious because she got money and so she got attention. Um, and, but she was very like, she came from a, before she joined up, she was with a bunch of girls who like lived for purses. So they had like legit every single Louis Vuitton purse. They had every single, like all the designer stuff, but nothing else to show for it. You know what they were working for. So he always talked bad about those girls, um, and always degraded her, this girl, you know, saying like, he was building her up for more and blah, blah, whatever else. And, but he really harped on her a lot because she made so much money. Um, and that night, I remember the hotel. Um, and I remember her just saying she wanted to, she wanted to do something that he was not down with. It wasn't leaving. It was, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but, he didn't like it and she just wouldn't she just kept she she didn't quit talking she just kept talking and so then he started um he started hitting her and um we were all there and we we're all like legit against the wall um scared to death um and then i remember she ended up like getting out of the room and she was screaming we all called him daddy. Hold, hold, hold on a second. It, correct me if I'm wrong. According to the indictment, it says that, and this might not be accurate, but according to the indictment, it says that she would, I guess the, the conversation started about normal, having a normal life, right? And I yeah. th think she said she wanted to have a normal life with a family or something to that effect. And he said that was square or no. I remember him saying that, like, in general, um, but that night, I never heard that. Okay. 
So, okay. I so, never heard that being. so they're having this conversation back and forth. She's not stopped. She's not giving up. She's, she keeps talking. He gets upset. And things get violent to where he breaks her back. How many people are there witnessing this? Um, about eight, at least eight to ten. We've talked in private and you struggle with this a lot because you felt you should have done more and, 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 and in some case you feel you feel guilty. And even now that we're talking about it, you it's it's hard for you. Uh, have you talked to her about this and how you felt and you know So back then she wasn't there was a it's more of a thing where like she's not nobody you're not allowed to get close to any of the girls. Uh-huh. You have to of them as family, but you can't get close to them because then you're out of pocket and you're, you know, um, whatever else. So you have to be very careful to only be loyal to him. Um, but yeah, that situation was, I mean, it was horrible. Him, him and that girl. And then there was one other girl that got it the worst that he put his hands on and literally like beat the shit out of them more than anybody else. It was always what, those two girls. What, why? Why you think is that? They had a mouth on them, but you know, like they were more like vocal. Um, what, so, why like, didn't he, what, so why didn't he just say, okay, I'm not going to deal with you anymore. You can leave. They made too much money. And you know, one girl made too much money. The other girl um, had been with him. They have ties. They still talk to this day. Um, and it, it was more of an emotional connection with them. Even so. even to all that's that has happened, Mac has since been sentenced. I believe he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Uh, when you look back at the situation before we started recording, you said you wanted to probably even reach out to him, talk to him. Um, knowing all that you know, why d- d- do you feel like if you talk to him, you would get some closure? It's been a decade since you've been out of the game, right? Yeah. Why, why, why yeah. do you think, why is the need to, you, to talk to him? Uh, I don't want to cry, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but that's what, like, the manipulation that happens in this, like, you've got to understand, like, you were getting, like, you know, going and, like, sleeping with these men and traveling and giving all your money away. I had to ask for $10 to get shampoo and conditioner or whatever else, you know. Um, I couldn't talk to anybody. I had to look down the ground. You know what I mean? Like, it was a full blown like brainwash situation um but then in the middle of it you know i also like um let me ask you this do you think that he still have a hold on you 
Does he have a hold on me? No. No, so, not so at why, all. But so why, why, why the need to talk to him? To... I don't know. Like, there's... Like, there's... Even before this happened... You, you've been, you've uh, been out of the game. T- ten years you've been, you know, removed from this lifestyle. You've mm-hmm. got a kid. You, I mean, you've moved on. You've got a family. Uh, stable job. Yeah. What is what is missing? What what needs to happen in order for you to completely disconnect yourself from this? So it's not I don't I don't think it's a thing to where like I have to I don't know. I think when he got indicted, I think that was a big deal for me and gave me a lot of closure. How, how do you how do you feel when you, when you when you read he was indicted? What what did that do for you? Uh, I feel like I have to talk about how Homeland Security was at my door for years. <laughs> um, okay. Because even after I left. Okay. So tell us about they that. showed up. Yeah, they showed up at my door in Atlanta when I lived in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, like kind of took over my life. I quit responding to them at one point. They showed up at my job, um, and like wouldn't leave me alone kept calling me like harassing me until i was going to testify um i told them i wasn't going to i said i was out of the game like i hadn't done anything i came to atlanta and i literally rebuilt my life um you know a new job a new apartment new car like i let literally left a whole entire camry in texas and started over um didn't care they and that's the thing about it is that a lot of these victims are going to be re-victimized when it comes to Homeland Security, when it comes to the police. How, how did they find, do you know how they found you? Um, they said they could find anybody. <laughs> um, I wasn't hidden though, you know, Homeland Security could find anybody. Okay. They, um... I was on Facebook, I was on Instagram, I wasn't hiding myself. You know, I had a job, so I put in my social security number and all that. And, right. You know, right. Um, and they, when they first showed up, I'll never forget, I had like futons in my <laughs> Atlanta home. And they went and sat in on these futons or whatever and pulled out pictures of everybody. Everybody. And I was like... And even his mom and like, I mean, everybody. And I was like, and they, they, he, they, you know, wanted me, they said, and this was years before he actually got indicted by the feds. This is Homeland Security, but he ended up getting. So they, they were investigating him for a while, like to my understanding, oh, like over a decade. Mm-hmm. And yeah, multiple organizations, and so much of what they had, and so much, so much of these articles that I've read are not true, from my experience. Um, I don't know how bad his drinking got, where he was burning people, mm-hmm. or like underage girls. I never witnessed that personally. I will say that. I don't. Um, I don't think he had any underage girls, right? To no, not. I never. No, I think that was just something in the news. I I never know anything about that. Um, I know when the girl that I originally, when I drove from Alabama to Texas, 
the girl that I originally met up with, they actually made her wait like three weeks until she joined up, so, until she turned 18. So. That, that's kind of like grooming, right? Because if he knew she was underage and he waited till she were 18 to get her, that would, you know, it's kind of, kind of creepy. Yeah. With uh, he gets indicted. It's all over the news. I've covered it extensively. Uh, Homeland Security approached you to testify. You didn't want to testify. You didn't want to get involved. You didn't get involved. He eventually took one plea, which is for the assault on the female that we talked, we just recently spoke about. He gets sentenced. He's in prison now. He's reached out to you through third party to, to speak to you or no? No. No. No, he hasn't. Um, no, the girl that I talked to said that she would give him my number. Gotcha. Um, okay. But I never pursued that. Okay. No, but before he was indicted, we talked a lot. He loved, like, we always talked about Alabama football because I'm a big Alabama football fan. And so when things were happening with that, he would always, like, text me and whatever else. This this is before he was obviously arrested and all that. Um, what, what, so we heard what, what, what made you, what made him, the relationship that you and him had after you left? And you guys talked after, you know, you've got moved on. What do you think made him or made you continue to speak to him? Was it common interest? I think it was the fact that he like, with his substance abuse problem, he literally would like tell I remember sitting in the living room in Texas at one point and being like, y'all need to stop and listen to Krista. Listen to what, or Mackenzie is my name. Um, y'all gotta listen to her um, about what she has to say. And I would talk about, you know, how addiction works. And I would talk about God and there's a bunch of stuff. And I don't know that just really kind of like, it still sits with me, you know what I mean? like. I feel like I did some good things and maybe that's my mind trying to justify what you've been through. Yeah. You know, um, but because I, at the end of the day, like I really, I'm a good person, you know, and I, um, I don't know. He does something like that. It's one thing that I really, really want people to understand is that it doesn't make sense and it will never make sense. Um, but it's the manipulation that happens and the scare tactics and the, you know, you'll never make it without me. And, you know, you can't do this. And, and nobody, he would sit there and like, we'd have meetings about, look at this girl. She's pregnant, has six kids or three kids now. And she's not, can't even pay her light bill. And look how she should have never left. And then when people would come back, like, oh they wasted so much time and they could have had this this and this and you know what I mean it was just like a constant reminder all the time to where like we needed him 
And the biggest thing about him was that not only was he like a Romeo pimp, he was one, he would get girls that were on drugs, get them off of drugs. So then they would feel like indebted to him. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Like the only other life that they knew was on meth or on whatever. You know what I mean? So of course they look better. You know, and then also in my mind, that would make me think, oh, he's got these, he's actually doing like great work because he's, look how good these girls, you know what I mean? Like they're off of drugs now and they're thriving and they're doing this and you know what I mean? Like, so he was more, he was a savior. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you look back on the game and you're on social media on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're on. And you look at, obviously you can see the signs because you've been involved with, you can see young girls twerking, being, you know, on social media. They may post, uh, use a slang that you're familiar with. Do these females, and I mean, I've seen even probably yourself included, you see some of these girls on the track, they're dressed in bikini and, and lingerie walking around and they posting clips on Instagram and you know the HCO PGO hashtag do you think that these females know fully understand what they're getting themselves involved in and you have as for you living this lifestyle what advice can you give to them um you have options. Um, I was very blessed to have family, but there is so many places like here where I'm at in Panama City. There is an insanely good group um, that they're actually right now building like tiny homes and it's not for homeless. It's, it's strictly for people that's been in the game, girls that's been in the game right. and have nowhere else to go. Um, and so I'm super, super invested in them. I love them. Um, but I think the biggest, the biggest thing I would say is that like your what your gut is telling you, and what your you know what your heart is telling you is not lying. You know this is not normal, um, and you've got to get out. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a life to live. This is not what God created for us. You know what I mean? You're worth so much more. Um, there's so much more and there's no need to live in fear. There's no need to, you know, justify all the things that have been happening. You know what I mean? Um, I sat there and justified so much, um, where like afterwards I realized that was like such brainwash. It's not normal to, you know, to see your sister wife get beat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every yeah, other you, day. But you uh, say, you say get out, right? What about for some people getting out is not as easy as saying getting out. Right. And what about parents? You may have parents who are watching this interview and they may not be aware of what their, their, their kids are getting involved in on social media. How easy is this for someone to to social media 
to draw someone into this lifestyle? So easy. It's so easy. And I'm just going to be frank about it. Like, it's so easy. Um, and I don't have the, I really don't have the answers. Um, I would say I wish my, as hard-headed and independent as I was, and I was an adult, I was over 18 years old, don't let them get on the flight unless you know who it is. Why would they go on a flight with some random person? You know what I mean? Like, again, it seems like there's no way I would let my kid do that, you know? But kids are, especially 18, 20, they're going to be smart. And if they know that you're not going to be okay with it, they'll make up something else. Um, you just have to have a relationship with them. I, I, I feel like, and I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's a really hard question because I don't know how to stop it. The only thing is, the only thing I can say is that Facebook and the people that run all of these social media sites need to get, you know, need to get better or, I don't know, because, um, I feel like if they ban people for political views and whatever else and suspend them and whatever else. But then you have people that are selling kids on social media. Um, right. And that never stops. You know what I mean? Like there should be a lot more regulation with that. Um, and it happens with kids. It happens on like, I've seen stories about other platforms that are for younger kids where mm. it's happening. Right. You know, and, that's more concerning for me. Um, for you, uh, have you ever, do you think you would ever be able to get over what you've went through? I hope so, but I, um, I don't know. I don't know if you can ever heal from that, really. Um, right. I think you can grow from it. Mm -hmm. um and i think like truly honestly with with god alone you can move on from it true um but i i think it'll always have some effect on me you know i don't think i'll ever be able to get rid of that you know um this is i mean it's crazy and then i think also on top of it is because People don't understand like how deep it goes. I don't know. How 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 is it for you in in having a relationship? Do you is it difficult for you to to be in a relationship to have a relationship with someone after being in this lifestyle? Yeah. Get married? Yeah. I'm never gone. <laughs> Never gotten close to that. <laughs> um, and I think there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't want to say, like, damaged. You know what I mean? Like, I've, um, I'm a whole different person. And God is so good. Um, but, I mean, I have a lot. I do have a lot about me where it, you know, I've got a past. Um right. But I think since I've had my son, I have not even focused on it, so I don't know. But even with like dating the, even before having, okay, so before having my son, um, 
it was more so not about the lifestyle was a big thing that I got out of, but the social media and the articles were even worse for me. Um, ruined my name. And um, how do you get how do you get that back? How do I what? How do you get it back? Talk about what I've been through. Um, there was an article when I left back. Um, I said, I'm going to go and work for a week and make enough money to move to Atlanta mm -hmm. and start over. And when I went there, I um, ended up getting arrested. They tried to get me to talk about who I was with. And I was like, I'm not with anybody. I wasn't. I left. Um, and I wasn't going to do that anyways. They didn't care about me at all. Um, they just wanted the bigger fish type thing, you know. Um, so they like threw the book at me when I didn't say anything. Um, and then somebody, some blogger or um, journalist or whatever up there in St. Louis posted about me getting arrested. Somebody, I guess, after that, Googled my name in my hometown. And when that happened, it ended up being shared like three or four hundred times in one day. So the whole entire town knew. Um, and I had been out of the game for like six months at that point. Um, so I woke up to my dad calling me saying I know. How did, um, how did that conversation go with him? I hung up and I ran out and jumped in my car and just cried, just drove and cried. Because um, I was in such a different spot at that point. I'd been gone for six months and I did whatever I could again to escape it. You know what I mean? And left a whole car and literally like escaped, you know, literally left in the middle of the night and went through hell. Um, and this was months and months and months later. You know what I mean? So when this happened, I was like, it was more of a hit, really. It was more of a hit to me because it's like there's so many people that commented and like, I had like a motivational post the day before and people were like, oh, $360 worth or, you know, just throwing jabs when the article wasn't true first of all and then second of all like how dare you you know you had no idea what i've been through 